everybody. And of course, it's Sunday, and I'm, of course, I'm here. I must be 4 o'clock Central Time. And of course, it has to snow on Sunday. <laughs> here it is, another... I can't even tell you how many times it's, it's snowed on Sunday this year. It's just been crazy. Last Sunday, last year, too, it seemed like most of the snow came in on Sunday. But there we are, live and in person. So we're going to be taking your calls. We have a special guest today. We have, we're talking chiropractic care. You know how much I'm telling a lot of people that uh, what chiropractic care can do for, well, humans, and then for our pets especially. And it's relatively new, So, but we got Dr. Rebecca Amstead. Uh, I did it right. A doctor from Perpetual Motion. Uh, and so we're going to be talking chiropractic care for your pets, whether it's dog, cat, iguana, horse, whatever type thing. And so, and the benefits of it. And then also, um, as a dog trainer, I'm seeing more and more people come in at, with uh, harnesses on their dogs, especially puppies, you know, thinking that, well, geez, you know, by having a harness on, that's got to be healthier or better for the dog than having them, you know, pull on the, their on the neck on the with the collar. And so, I, I wanted her to address that as being a chiropractor. You know, like good collars, bad collars, uh, and then what are some of the things that can happen if it's not fitted right or if the dog is constantly pulling. So we're going to be talking about that, and I and I hopefully you guys will have some calls or some questions for for Doctor Rebecca also. So. I will be doing that, plus taking regular calls. And then Carly's back in the house again. Hey, Carly. Hello. So you had a good weekend off? I did, yeah. Did, did, it, it, seem, nice. did it seem weird not coming in? It did. <laughs> it did. I kept on going. I kept on thinking, okay, I, I told Hope I'm that I needed her help. Like, I hope she remembers because yeah. <laughs> I'm not coming in. Yeah. So it got to be about 3.45, and I was like, I'm praying that I don't get an email or a phone call saying, Carly, where are you? There you go. Well, I can't email because they don't have your email, but anyway, so yeah, I don't, we did, we, we muddled through it. It was, it was a good time. Yeah, it was always, always, yeah. but I know when I had uh, Christmas and New Year's off that, you know, I just felt, I felt like a fish out of water. Like, okay, I just, I'll just go down and just sit there <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because I wasn't sure. I didn't know what to do because it just see it's so been imprinted. This is the 15th year. So it just seems like it is so imprinted that you just get in the car about three o'clock, come on down, sit down, talk, 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 get back in the car and go back up. <laughs> yes, it does. Yep. So yes, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. So, and then, uh, the podcast is huge. Do you know anything about the podcast? How they work? You see, I'm not a you know I don't have a smartphone. What do you mean? How it works? <laughs> how does podcasts work? I mean, uh, is there a special thing to it, or you can download it? Uh, and why are we downloading it? Where does it go? It goes like on to, your phone, or yeah, your, it, you can download it on a computer, your phone, listen to okay. it anytime. And and FM 107 has their own like podcasty. I have no podcast idea. one. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they can learn more about going to the, our website, yeah. mytalk one I mean, yeah, if you go to mytalk1071.com, uh, I mean, all the shows are there, and it you can just click for those. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Okay. Like I say, I have no idea how this works. Remember, I have the old flip phone. No camera, no texting, no nothing. Yes, I am from the dinosaur age, and I love it. I don't have, I'm not, a, I'm not married to my phone. I'm not addicted to my phone and my fingers will work long into maybe if I hit a hundred instead of from over texting and stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> but anyway, okay. Why don't you hit your button there, Dr. Rebecca, and we'll bring you on in. Uh, you hit the red one. There you go. Okay. Is your light on now? 
She's good. She's yeah, okay. So there we go. Now I forgot up. how this works. Well, I forgot to tell you again because that's just soon on. She looks a girl. And so it's, but it's been a while. So welcome back to the KDK Night Show. Greatly appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Too. Okay. And your, um, uh, your business is Perpetual Motion, correct? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now explain um, uh, how long you've been in business. I have reached eight years wow. this past March. It, boy, it seems like you just started. <laughs> I know. It's, it's been just, a long road, but that, a good road. That is. That really is. Yeah. And so what made you get into chiropractic for pets? Were you a, a human chiropractor or did you, how, how did that come about? I'm a human chiropractor and you have to be in the state of Minnesota, either a chiropractor or a vet certified in animal chiropractic. Oh, but okay. I just love dogs so much my whole life and when I found out about it, I'm like, I have to do that. And it's been really great. And it not only means a lot to those pets and helping them feel better, but it certainly means a lot to those owners. That's good. Well, I've seen chiropractic work in just uh, wonderful ways, especially with aging pets. And people don't get it. Don't stop to think, you know, you got a dog that's jumping on and off the bed, on and off the couch. Yep. They're jumping for frisbees. They're, they're doing 100 miles an hour, hit the, you know, hit the brakes, grab the ball, spin, turn, power off to bring that ball back to you. And all that jerking and, and and jumping and twisting and stuff like that, or, or agility dogs, yeah. uh, coursing dogs. Uh, you know, they've got dogs doing so much now yeah. that they don't stop and think that what that that does to the frame of the dog. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be just for senior pets. I just had right. a six month old puppy. The same reason, there he plays hard, and he's the owner knows he's walking funny, and instead of waiting, and I have people who tell me that. They wish they had done it sooner. Mm. I want people who kind of poo-poo it like when they see me at exhibits because they don't have any symptoms right. to you know hear these other people that wish they had started it sooner because it help, helps them keep a healthy life throughout the whole life. You hit the nail on the head, and especially like what I preach all the time as far as you know, overweight dogs, you know, unfortunately until they start having problems, then they start listening to yeah. how they should feed, what they should feed, and supplements they should use for any you know older dogs, younger dogs, whatever. But usually change doesn't come or are they opportunity to even look into it unless it affects your own backyard yeah that's and, true and i really try to get people to say you know what why wait for it to break <laughs> yeah. well we do the same thing for our teeth we go to prevention for dentals right and get our teeth clean and help keep them healthy so why wouldn't you do you have one spine your dog has one spine why wouldn't you do the same i know it and so that's why it's just i just wish people would you know they go in for their annual visit yeah that they should go in for an annual at least if not a couple times a year you know to a chiropractor to just keep their dogs you know aligned properly because it, it uh and in, in humans also too it, your spine and that if it's there's a pinch here and a pinch there or whatever type of thing that affects how your organs work also doesn't it yep it can i mean i've helped pets with like gastric reflux and um you know there's pets that have had coughs and things like that that um you know if it's not any other health issue mm -hmm. and you know if they've been throwing up sometimes there's throwing up for no reason and a lot of times that can be nerves that affect the stomach Okay. And things like that. So yeah, and it's not just for dogs; it's for cats. Do you do, do true? You, I talk a lot about dogs just because that's my primary right. business, and I love them so much. Right. But yes, we have lots of cats. Um, we've helped you know a lot of cats. The same thing with um, just you know that they miss jumps. Um, they have stomach problems. Um, you know, and I I do treat some horses. Okay. Yes.
Okay, yeah, because Jake has gotten adjusted too. Yeah. And that's another a horse that you know does a lot of jumping or gaming or whatever type thing. You know, people just don't look at it. We need to be adjusted. Mm-hmm. And I know I still know there's people humans that are thinking that chiropractors are a bunch of quacks. Yeah, but that's uh, not so not true. No, it's not. <laughs> and so that's why I just wish people would give it a try. But the big thing is though is to try to get people to to do like a maintenance. Don't wait for something to break. Yeah, I mean it's prevention and detection of injury yep. too. So. So it's it's to keep those injuries from happening mm-hmm. so that if you have good biomechanics, hopefully you're not going to rupture an ACL or a knee. Yep. Ligament. And it, the ACLs are becoming huge. Yeah. I, I mean, it's it's almost like heart surgery is become huge. I mean, it just seems like it's just, you know, it's not a big thing anymore. Yeah. Whereas it's happening to so many dogs because of the jumping, the spinning, overweightness, you know, and such like that. But and like I said, if you try to, well, so like I said, I'm a big nut about trying to keep dogs, uh, you know, good weight and not get yeah. overweight. <laughs> it just drives me nuts. But anyway, so, so what are some of the, so uh, what, what does average treatment as far as when you, I'm okay, I'm signing my dog. I called you up. I'm, I'm coming in for an appointment. So what do we do? We come in for our first visit and we do, and it, we do look at posture and how they walk and um, we check their spine and the, the limbs, all the joints of the limbs mm-hmm. to make sure they're moving proper, properly. And if they're not, um, just like your chiropractor would give you a chiropractic treatment called an adjustment, we would do the same and that would help restore the mobility of those joints like the vertebrae, get them moving better, um, a shoulder joint, get that moving better. And then it decreases pain and decreases that muscle spasm. So we do a full evaluation and then depending on what they need, we do follow up visits, which are shorter visits. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they really respond very well and very quickly. Yep. It really does. I, I'm amazed at how fast, yes. especially uh, to like the older dogs of all the years of pounding and such, and then just arthritis in general, Yeah, you know, how it can just kind of limber things up and get things going again. Yeah. And it actually sends a signal to decrease pain to your brain yep. so that, you know, it, it it's immensely helpful. And it's better than drugs. <laughs> it's way better than drugs. People feel like they get their old pets back when they when they try when they do this. Oh yeah, I I, I totally like I said I, I've seen so many different ones and I'm just kind of like this. Why can't people get it? Put this into their, you know, everybody's on their knees when we're losing them. Yeah. But, you know, there's so many things that we can do to keep them in good shape and yes. such like that to, to hopefully they can live, you know, live longer with us. So it has seemed to help the quality and the length of, of their lives. They can't prove it, but the owners <laughs> believe that, you know, they would have put their pets down, oh, yeah. you know, sooner than yep. they did, you know. Yep. Okay, we're gonna t- we're gonna run here. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk to uh, Dr. Rebecca. Now, uh, if you got questions for uh, Dr. Rebecca Chiropractic, uh, please give a holler six five one six four one one zero seven one. That's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Or if you got a question for me, call that one in. We're doing double duty here. Okay, elephants and camels both have what? What do they both have in common? Elephants and camels. We'll be back. Hey, we're back. I've got my new headset that I have to hold this button down in order to hear anything. It's driving me nuts. I have to find a new headset. And look, at I should have tried these out before I blinged them out. But no. So excited to get a new pair of headset. I blinged them out. Now, these are just going to be good for listening to, you know, because... I was listening to music, you know, to the stereo. Beautiful. Works perfect. But I don't know why it doesn't work well in here. Well, could you just put duct tape over that button? I don't think so. To hold it down? I don't think so. You don't think so? I kind of got to push it pretty hard. Well, so you Uh, push it and then you put the duct tape and you just wrap it around. I understand that concept. (laughs) And I will give it, hey, I will give it a try. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I might be burning something out in this thing. I don't know. Okay. Elephants, camels. 
Yes. What do they both have in ha- uh, common? What do you think? I think uh, it's the they can hold a lot of water. Oh, that's a that's a thought, Doctor Rebecca. What do you think? Are you tri- Mike's turn out? Yeah. I thought that maybe they just didn't drink that much. Ah, nope. They both have four knees. <laughs> they both have four knees. Elephants well, and camels. So. What do you mean that they're the only ones that have four knees? Whatever. So it's very important, you know. Hey, how would you like to have Couldn't four you knees? Technically, say that like lions have four knees. No, well, no. those are elbows. Mm-hmm. What? I said those would be elbows. Oh, see, there you go. See, <laughs> we got a chiropractor in the house here. She'll give you the name of those joints. What's the difference? There's a lot. They all bend rel- relatively the same I way. I think Carly needs no, a little help here, Doctor Rebecca. Okay, yeah, see, help her. <laughs> Uh, knees are you're straight down and they bend like this. Knees have a kneecap. Elbows don't have el- kneecaps. Okay, there you go. See, get that. She she the look on her face is like yeah whatever whatever. <laughs> Too bad I can't see it. Okay, you said somebody called in with a question for Dr. Rebecca. What? Yeah, um, they're just wondering. This is from Carrie. She has a six pound dog and a fourteen pound dog, and she's just wondering what the average costs would be for a chiropractic services okay. for yep. her too. Okay. So my first visit, because it takes longer and we do an evaluation with the treatment, it's $110 and then the, the follow-ups are 50 and that's kind of the going rate around the Twin Cities. Yeah, it is. Yep. And so, uh, but yeah, but the first one takes over an hour, doesn't it? it about an hour, not over, but 45 <laughs> minutes to an hour. <clears throat> so you have questions and, you know, we're just thorough and making sure we cover everything. Okay. Well, there you go. So 110 for the first visit, which is about an hour, and then 50 bucks for each additional one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that's very reasonable myself, <laughs> yeah. and especially what you know, what can happen. You know, I mean, what do, the good that you can do for this animal that would probably help other health issues, yep. and so then save even more money because yes. we don't need to have them on pills or go to the vet or whatever type thing. So yeah, now chiropractic, do, do they have to be referred? Can I just come to you, or do I have to be referred? And the way it works in Minnesota is you do have to get a vet referral. In my office, we handle that for you so it's been you know because i've been doing this for so long it's been a relatively easy process we coordinate that and so it's usually no big deal so if i'm setting an appointment then i call you and say okay i want to bring my pupper in and then um so then you'll say you'll ask me my vet who my vet is yes and then and we get the information and we fax a form to their office so that they can you know let us know if there's anything in particular going on with that pet that we need to be aware of and then i do fax the notes um after that first visit i fax the notes over that so that they help coordinate that care for them good well that's Mm -hmm. good so you're working hand in hand yes so keeping everybody up to date and that's the way it should be (laughs) yeah and unfortunately i wish it happened more in the human uh human world too and uh yeah now uh what what are some instances that people might see in their dog where chiropractic would help? Well, one example was this six month pumpy that I that the guy brought in, and he just noticed that he was really walking funny. Um, a lot of times, if the back is arching, mm-hmm. um, that can mean some joints aren't moving properly. You know, certainly limping or. Um, in older pets, you know, they, they're slow to get up or slow to get down mm-hmm. or not jumping on couches as much. Right. Um, it could be, you know, loss of appetite as long as you check everything out with the right. vet first to right. make sure that it's that not a health that issue. Correct. Yeah. You want to make sure. Um, 
Trying to think what else. Okay, no, but, but that's but that's a lot though. It really yeah. is, and people are very observant of their dogs. Yes, you they know, are. They, they, I mean, they can pick up on little things that it's like, whoa, what was that? You know, yeah. differences and such. And so that's observant. That's what you need to do, and then so you can catch things early. And like I say, everybody wants to go to the vet and then get the pill to make them all better. But but what in reality, where chiropractic treatment might be the ticket instead of just a pill. Yeah, and certainly we use good judgment. You know, you want to use good judgment. If there's something that's not right, you know, we make sure they get back to that vet, too. That's important. Oh, definitely, definitely. Okay, we got any calls there, Carly? Hey, we got a question for Dr. Rebecca, chiropractor, either or or myself, 651-641-1071. 651-641-1071. Who's up? We have Kelly on the line, and Kelly has a question about her dog's behavior with her other dog. All right. She'll explain a little bit more. Okay. Hey, Kelly, how you doing? Hi, Kelly. Can you hear me? There you are. Can we hear you now? Can we hear you now? Yep. Sorry. There I we go. Hear you. <laughs> okay. What's going on? Okay. So, a little backstory. I have a four-year-old black lab named Zeus, Okay. and um, a friend needed to rehome her four-year-old boxer, Achilles. So it was sort of the match. We needed to do it. Okay. (laughs) Um, And he's been here about a month, maybe six weeks. Mm -hmm. And Zeus, um, our black lab, follows him around and won't um, leave him alone by, he keeps smelling his penis and Uh just (laughs) won't leave him alone. Okay. I'm curious as to... And he's been there a month and he hasn't hasn't gotten less? (laughs) Nope. See, he just did it again. Okay. So. Okay. Then what I, what, what I would strongly do, because for some reason he's enamored, <laughs> we don't yeah. know why. But anyway, put Zeus on a leash so okay. that you've got control of the situation. And so then try to get, you know, uh, and I would work with, on the word leave it, right? Okay. And so how to work on leave it, let's say you drop a treat on the floor. And then when the dog goes forward, you're going to go backwards. And then as exact same, t- exact same time that you bump the leash, you're going to say, leave it, leave it, leave okay. it. And keep walking backwards until the dog turns to look at you. Don't drag the dog. Just give it a pop, pop, leave it, pop, leave it, pop, leave it. And as soon as the dog turns to look at you, you're going to go, thank you, very nice, thank you. Okay, then walk towards the treat again. If the dog tries to go forward again, go backwards again. Don't turn you know, and go backwards. Just you were walking forward. Now walk backwards in those same steps. All right. Okay. Okay. So then, what you're after here is that you can, like, let's say the, uh, the other dog Achilles comes up to you, and Zeus goes for the private area. Now give it, give the give the verbal ah, leave it. And then as soon as he backs off, oh, thank you. Then redirect. Don't wait for you know uh, Zeus to like. You know, give him something else to do. Where's your ball? Let's go over here. Where's dad? Redirect the dog. All right. He's probably apparently his fixation for Achilles. And we yeah. don't know why. So we got to break that in his head and give him something else to think about and do. So anytime he's going to go up there, don't wait to see as he walks. You know, you could tell if he's going towards the head or he's going towards, you know, the private area. Right. <laughs> and yep, then, I uh, noticed. Yeah. And so just give him the growl. Ah, 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 leave it. Hey, where's your ball? Let's go over here. Or go, go find dad. Or come here. You know, I mean, get him onto something else. And so hopefully as we divert and get him to other places, then he'll eventually start be less and less enamored with him, okay? Okay. But that's a big thing. I would use the word leave it, all right? Okay. Okay, but use that. Keep using that leash. If you have to, then let him drag the leash for a while, you know, uh, so that you always got something to step on or grab in case he decides to blow you off. Mm-hmm. Until he gets better and better. at you. When you, you even think the word leave it, he's like, never mind, and he's just walking away, all right? Okay. Okay, good luck. 
Great. Thank Take you. Care. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Yeah, enamor, enamorness. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> what can we say? Okay, who's up next? Okay, now we have Betsy on the line, and Betsy has a question about her dog and seizures. All righty then. Hey, Betsy, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good, good. What kind of dog do you got? Um, He's a rat terrier. And how old? Uh, he's five years old. Five years, and what's going on? So um, last January, he had his first seizure, um, and then I take him to the vet, and so he's on phenobarbital now and twice a day, but his last seizure was in July, and then last Friday he had another seizure. Um, so I'm just calling to see if you have any advice on what else I could be doing for him. Like, I've switched his dog food to Taste of the Wild, and I'm just trying to get any ideas to try to make him a little bit better, I guess, and not have to have seizures. Okay. How many pounds is he? Uh, he's 11. 11 pounds? Yep. Okay. And then um, uh, do you do annual shots? I do, yeah, and and uh, front front mind and heart guard too. All right, can we say stop? Because you're putting them into seizures. Cause yeah. I, so the whole thing is, is that you've got to stop the chemicals. You got to get them on a better diet, for, so you can help the body's immune system work. And Dr. Rebecca, do you work with dogs and seizures? Um, we do treat some. You know, I never say that we can fix right. yeah, them, no, 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 but, no, but you can um, help. it can help, like, with the neurological piece of that, mm-hmm. um, depending, you know, as long as it's not some other biological reason. Right. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. we treat several patients mm-hmm. with seizures. Okay. Yeah, because you got to look at your dog's system is broke. That's, that's where the seizures are coming from, okay? And mm-hmm. so the thing is, is, how many seizures did he have? Was he diagnosed with epilepsy? He was, yeah, but um, I couldn't afford to. I was in college at the time, so I, we don't know the cause okay. of it. Okay. Uh, because the thing is, is he may not have epilepsy if he didn't do the test for it, that you're just mm-hmm. assuming it, that maybe he, de- you know, it could have been caused by a, a vaccine reaction, could have been caused by all the chemicals you're putting on and in the dog. It, that it, That's very, uh, now he had a seizure last Friday. What was going mm-hmm. on? Did you, did you treat him for anything? Did you give him a heart guard or what, what was going on? Um, I just took him to the dog park, so I, I haven't started the heart guard yet this season. Okay. Okay. And so, uh, but you need to do your research and make decisions of, on what you want to do. Okay. If this okay. was my dog, I would pull him totally off of all chemicals. You go totally natural. And then the thing is, is that no heartworm, no heart guard, still test for heartworm. You got to test for it. You know, every spring you can have the snap test done where they draw blood and they test for Lyme. They test for, uh, uh, there's a couple different tick diseases that they test for. And then they test for heartworm. And then if they, it comes up positive, you treat accordingly. All right. Mm-hmm. It's not okay. a, it's not a death sentence, but the, the you're putting you're already saying on this little guy here that the, the system is having a hard time. And so, what you got a piece of paper and a pencil? I do. Yep. Okay, you're gonna go to dogsnaturallymagazine.com. dot com. Dogsnaturallymagazine dot com, and mm-hmm. you're gonna go to healthypets.mercola.com. dot com. Healthypets.mercola.com. dot dot com, and you're gonna enter in dogs with seizures in their uh, search boxes and start reading. You've got to empower yourself. Just don't be led around. You've got to understand what can call, trigger seizures and then what can be done to, you know, help the dog. Chiropractic is one. And then you might not, you know, like I said, you not necessarily might not have to be on phenobarbital because I'd mm-hmm. ha- I had a dog that was diagnosed with epilepsy. And, uh, and that was a long time ago. But anyway, and she didn't last but, what, six months after diagnosis where she went into a grand mall and she wouldn't come out and I had to put her down. Yeah. But the thing is, is that, like I said, all, all the chemicals, you got to try to get this dog's system up and going and, and working for itself. And that's why I would get this dog. Is this the only dog you have? 
Yep. Okay, I would put this dog uh, on a raw diet, a formulated raw, like maybe raw bistros or Tuckers or Northwest Nastros, or you can do freeze-dried, like still on Chewies, or even uh, do some um, dehydrated. But I would get it off of all processed food, processed treats. The only treats you're going to give this dog is vegetables, all kind, green peas, green beans, cauliflower, whatever, but no processed anything. This dog's system has to start repairing itself. And you might want to see a holistic vet, you know, Dr. Levy, who's been on my show. You might, she'd have maybe some remedies that can help you with the seizures. You might even be able to get off the phenobarbital. Okay. And uh, okay. Dr. Levy's is uh, holistic-vet-care.com. Holistic-vet-care.com. All right. And so, like I said, you need to look elsewhere here and empower yourself and not just be like, well, so this person says this and this person says that. No, you read up on it. You get to understand it. And then, then you can start making decisions that can help your pupper. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, kid. I, I, I talked to my vet about um, getting him off Heart Guard and Frontline, and she was totally against it last year, but I had read that online. So Well, I know, but I, see, but that's, that's the conventional thinking chemicals, chemicals, mm-hmm. chemicals. And that's mm-hmm. it. Now, that dog depends on you to make decisions and not be a drone. So it's mm-hmm. your dog, your money, your decisions. And if any vet is, is after you and makes you feel like you know, you're a bad owner, you know what? You say, I'll take that into consideration. And as you leave the office, you find a vet that will work with you and not poo poo you that you're a bad owner if you don't do that stuff, okay? Because the All vets right. are out there. I use Dr. Jenny Urban um, in Valley Creek Road uh, Animal Hospital. I love her. And then obviously I got Dr. Jess, you know, the holistic vet in my corner. There's a lot of them out there that will work with you and won't be, you know, shoving all this stuff down at you, okay? Okay, thank you so much. You, I appreciate your help. You bet, kiddo. Take care. Okay, bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right, we're going to run. We're going to come back. Let's see. Where are we at? There is a type of parrot in New Zealand that likes to eat what? That line car windows. What does this parrot like to eat? We'll be right back. And we're back. We got a special guest. We got Dr. Rebecca. Um, I can, I don't know why I can never get you out of all these years. I still can't get your stupid last name. <laughs> and um, and Stutz. Just say Am Stutz. Am Stutz. Okay. There you go. Thank you. I know you told me that before. It's easy. And, and I got a very good memory, but it's very short. <laughs> Am Stutz. There we go. I'm from Perpetual Motion. How can they get a hold of you? Uh, 612-709-2675 or our website is perpetualmotioncairo.com. Alrighty then. Okay, there, if you got any questions for myself or for Dr. Rebecca, please call in 651-641-1071. Okay, in New Zealand, there is a parrot that likes to eat what around the windows? Um... I don't know, bugs. Okay. What do you think, Dr. <laughs> Rebecca? Anything? Yeah, I have no idea. Okay. He likes to eat the rubber strips oh. around the windows. That's what he is. It doesn't say what kind of parrot. It just says this type of parrot in New Zealand likes to eat the rubber strips that line the car windows. So, I so wonder, do they not have the rubber strips well, or do they have a different take, oh, you take type? Out, so you take out certain... Uh, uh, or do you just drive without windows? <laughs> Take out certain insurance. <laughs> yeah, you have chunks in it. There you go. There you go. Okay. Now, uh, another part of what I like to talk about is harnesses for dogs. So like I said, I'm seeing so many harnesses or puppies coming with harnesses, and it bothers me so much. 
for the fact that the puppies are pulling. There's no um, no rhyme or reason. The pup knows nothing. He's a blank, you know, slate. And so a lot of the pups come in like literally walking on their back legs, you know, where the pup, you know, the, the owners are restraining them. So it's almost kind of like they're, they're they're being held up like right by their shoulder blades, and they're just powering off their back end. And so I'm just I'm, I'm just so worried what it's going to do to the frame of a dog because you cannot train with a harness. You you only restrict now, if the dog is trained and then is learns a harness because he knows what the word heel is, where he walks politely, then I don't see a problem. But where I see the problem is people that are trying to train their dogs thinking that a harness would be better than for than the collar. And there's so many different kinds of harnesses out there. Can you enlighten us? Yeah, you're not kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you want me to enlighten? Well, you know, I think the major consideration that I kind of pulled up was there isn't and you know this there are no magic harnesses or collars nope and it's really about um you know proper use proper fit and then yep. being able you as the trainer the communication and redirection of the pet um but what the way i look at it you know are are when when pets come in I'm I'm thinking biomechanics or how is that affecting the movement right. so you know if we're up on two legs um, if they bend back too far, you know, their joints aren't meant to to bend back that far. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It puts stress on these joints in the back that we call facet joints. And so it kind of hypers, it extends those. Right. Um, there's other things, you know, certainly using, um, uh, using you know, things like um, the ones that go across the nose. The gentle leaders. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And the healthy um, colors, yeah. You know, I, I see some smaller pets in those, and we, we're a lot of force on those necks. So mm-hmm. even that can injure a neck, whether it's a big dog or a small dog. So that those are what I'm looking for is kind of the injuries that they can cause. Right. And right. certainly proper fit. And Right. And then, see, what I don't think people know, people have no idea how to fit a harness properly to begin with. That's what I, I think. It's just, oh, this is a pretty one. Let's put it on the dog. Yeah. And so there's, uh, could you enlighten us on what are some of the better? Well, first, let's go for the 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 harnesses that really you know are a little bit i know there's so many out there just you know all we want is just a couple of them to you know give us an idea of what we're looking for for the bad and then what our ideas for the good yeah i would say the my least favorite are the ones that anything that puts strain on the neck you know some things like those halties or the gentle leaders are designed to to be like like a horse and then if you turn their head you're going to turn their whole body right um but there's just too much stress on the neck um you know, my favorite is any harness that can be evenly distributed across the back and come down across the back because my one of my least favorite kind are, especially on smaller dogs, but they they clip right above the shoulder blade. And so it's like pinching their shoulder blades back. So it'd be like if we moved our shoulder blades and we sat like that all day and your arms are going like, okay, um, they're they're not able to move freely. And so you're really impeding that movement of the shoulder and so the, the, and the ones that clip like right over the shoulder blades those are, are, are not a, a good advisable correct okay okay so then what about i'm seeing a lot of those uh, uh what do they call them like neoprene harnesses they you know they're, they're like the, the vest p- harnesses yes. yeah you know there's some that clip o- above the shoulder blades and again i don't like those but there's other ones that you know I don't necessarily have an issue with because it's more evenly distributed, a little bit softer. And so it's not going to kind of rub or, or, um, you know, hurt the, 
hurt the joints. Mm-hmm. So those are a little bit softer. I like those. Those are better. And it, they've got the ones that uh, it's, um, I think, uh, Premier makes them or whatever. It, it's, it's a strap that goes around the chest and then the hook is in the front of the chest. Okay, and it's supposed to keep the dog from pulling. Yeah. And what what's your thoughts on that? So my thoughts, and again, I'm not the trainer. You're no, the no, trainer. No, no, no. Right now, I'm just looking that I don't want to whack a doodle that dog's frame yeah. out is what I don't want. You know, that's less of a, I feel like that's less of an issue, but you have to look how it comes right across that shoulder joint. And again, is it too tight? You know, obviously you don't want them hanging too loose, but you don't want them too tight where they're indenting or or just not able to move those joints at all. Mm-hmm. So I think, to, in my opinion, those are okay. Okay. Because I see a lot of people that they just strap those things on so tight because the dog has gotten slipped out of them. Yeah. You know, then I tell them, why don't you just use a no slip collar, you know, the Martingale collar, so yeah. then they can't, you know, slip out of it instead of like putting this thing in and so tight yeah. that it restricts the movement. And then it, I've seen, I, I don't know if you've been around horses, when you saddle a horse around with a cinch, you can, they get saddle sores. Mm-hmm. And I'm starting to see sores that are created by harnesses that are, you know, put on too tight because they were worried about the dog, you know, getting out of it. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely too tight. I usually say that kind of the rule of thumb, you know, is the same as what we use for collars, that two to three finger where you can you put a couple fingers underneath mm-hmm. a strap. Okay. Two to three fingers, two to three fingers. Okay. Because that, that yeah. So the neoprene ones, though, that, which is, you know, like come in pretty colors and such like that. And then you've got... Um, uh, See, like I say, I'm not. I, I'm not in the harness world. I just, see, you know, as far as your names, you know, what what brands or things like that. So just kind of enlighten us on on like how it uh, how it fits. Like here's one that goes around the neck and then around the chest, or not the chest, but you know the the shoulders. Okay, this one. Let's see, you got that one. This one here. You guys can't see this. I can see it. (laughs) And again, that just goes back. There's a lot of different types that are kind of more even. So you have, I don't know, I call it the rectangle one. You know, it comes, the hook is further back behind after the shoulder blades on the mid back. So I like that because it's not pinching the shoulder blades together. It's more distributed back further so that it, you know, and I think those are better just because it's not impeding any movement right there and it's really not impeding any shoulder movement um it's not pulling on the neck um and that's again it goes back to fit you know it's all about the fit and the proper use all right okay we got to run we got to come back okay what's the next one up here rats liked boiled what better than like cheese rats like boiled what better than cheese we'll be right back all right i'm back (laughs) That's right. We got somebody in the studio. Then we get to talking, and all of a sudden, whoa! Here we are. Okay, we're talking to Dr. Rebecca Amstutz. Amstutz from Perpetual Motion. She's a chiropractor. She's been in business for eight years, and it's so important to get. And that's what we want to educate you guys. That you know, you, there's so many uh, chiropractors out there now, and please uh, take advantage of them because, like I said, they can be so good for both your for the health of your dog. Right now, we're talking harnesses, but let's go to the phone line, and we got somebody that's but waiting. Who's up next? Yes, we have Sue on the line, and uh, Sue has a question about All harnesses. All righty then. Hey, Sue, how you doing? I'm great, Katie. How are you? Good. What is your question? So this is an excellent show. I am so glad that you're spending the time doing this. And thank you, Dr. Rebecca, for all your information that you're giving out. Um, A little background is that I have a Cavalier who's going to be 12 this summer. 
and she was misdiagnosed by a vet with a terminal um, brain thing that was going to kill her when she was a number of years ago. So I immediately switched to a holistic vet who said there's nothing wrong with her brain, but she needs some spinal work done. And I started seeing a chiropractor probably about six years ago and has switched over to this vet that I actually, I mean, I, I think all the world of him. She's now doing regular chiropractic work on her spine and also her neck. So when I took your classes, Katie, I started with a harness, and I really haven't had Josie with a harness very much because she's mostly out in my backyard and running wild and stuff like that, <laughs> like Cavaliers love to do. There you go. And so I'm ready to, um, I need to have a harness on her because I don't want to put the stress on her neck. So I appreciate all the information Dr. Rebecca was giving, um, but I'd also love to get names and places. So my question is... So do you recommend that I buy a harness and take this into my vet that is a holistic vet and ask him to tell me if he thinks this is what she needs so it wouldn't pull on her neck? Well, personally, go ahead, Don. Well, I would say, are you, you're still seeing the chiropractor? Yes, regularly. I, yeah, actually, she t- is getting chiropractic treating. Okay. Treatment. I would actually have the chiropractor look at that because we're specialists in like the biomechanics and the movement and and that piece of it and so I feel like they're going to be looking at it from a different eye versus like oh yeah that's just fine because the chiropractor will be able to say no this is going to impede you know movement on the shoulders or this is going to you know help because this is evenly distributed across the back and won't pull on the neck so I'm I would lean more towards that particular route but okay um because the the vets are general practitioners and they have a lot of other um you know things that they're you're working on with the health of your pet. Yeah, he's mainly working on the stress on her neck and how to avoid that stress yeah. and how to use massage and he does some acupuncture and and things or acupressure something like that with her too. Cuz the main thing that we we we, we kind of are uh, finalized is that you don't want the harness that comes together over the shoulder so it pushes right. the shoulder. Yeah. That it doesn't restrict that. That's the, the main thing we want to get out of if you're looking at harnesses is the one that does not come up over the top where the rings are there and then right. and then as you snug it up it pinches draws those shoulders together or up and you know together. Yeah, and I, I think that's what I have. I think so you that's, gonna... that's really a good point. And so now I just need to look at different harnesses. And do you recommend um, going into the stores like Chuck and Don and other um, pet food stores and looking at those like Atlas Pet or looking online or any suggestions of where to go from here? I would look at the Chuck and Don's, and I I should also preface, you can also get the opinion of your vet as well, but Chuck and Don's, you can try them on Mm -hmm. um, if you decide to, you know, buy it elsewhere, you know, that's your choice, but... Um, and the other piece of it is I would definitely ask the the return policy because yes. some yeah. of them have return policies. That's good. Right. And so you want to make sure that is it something that I can, um, you know, return. You know, some of the ones when I talk about like evenly distributed, like Roughwear is one of the brands that kind of comes across at a different point in the back versus the yeah, shoulder. Dr. Jess loves the Roughwear. Yeah. And I think one's top choice that I got at PetSmart or Petco. I can't remember where I got my dog's harness, okay. but that's one of them. I'll have to look it up. 
Okay, so I shop I, I, at Atlas, and I will see if if they have it in stock, and if they don't, if they could order it. But I'll also find out about their return policy because yeah. that's really important. Because we're perfect pets in our St. Paul too. She's got oh, a pretty, right. pretty right, good, right. Yeah. Uh, uh, pretty good array Diane of harnesses, there. and Diane's pretty good about taking the time to fit them, you know, properly. Yes. And so yeah, yeah, I would look at that. But I think it's agreed though that don't get the ones that pin, come together over the shoulders and right. distribute the weight accordingly. Correct. Yeah, I took notes. I okay. got notes. Right here in front of me of what was being said. So that's right. I will stop at um, NC Diane yeah, over at Four Because yeah, she, I know she's got those neoprene ones. Yeah, those are the ones that yeah we were just talking about that were pretty yep. doggone good too. So yeah, yep. and of course, certainly just anything that looks like it's going to pull. You know, you can you tug on the leash a little bit when you're trying to fit this in a store and see is that coming like right. You know, into the throat or you the know, neck area? It depends how much the pet pulls. If the pet doesn't pull, it's not that big. You know, it, it won't be as much of a problem. Right. Yeah. That's, that's the whole thing about if the dog doesn't pull, but still, you got to make sure you don't restrict those shoulders. Okay. She does pull and she is deaf. So she's not going to be able to hear what I'm saying, but it's almost like she needs to be retrained. Well, I see, think, but you know what, harness. though? Is that, remember the no pull harness? The no yes. pull, yeah, that's one that Rebecca, Dr. Rebecca says is okay. The no pull harness. You know, okay. the ones with the straps, the strap, this is going to be used, you know, if you're looking for one to use all the time, you know, then that's not, you can't use that one. No, okay? I, it's not all the time. Okay, because so then the regular no pull harnesses too, where the strap goes around each front foot, you know, and then you have that little weave that's in the front of the chest. Mm-hmm. You remember? And, and then that slidey thing on the back, the slidey thing. <laughs> that's kind of real technical terms. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so that's a possibility because that corrects. Remember the, 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 the uh, whatever you call it, the, the straps come underneath the armpit when you bump yes. it and, and it goes woohoo, woohoo. Okay. But it doesn't do anything to her neck. That may be what I have. So I may look at what I have and um, check out for perfect pets and okay. see yep. if I can get some help there too. Okay. Okay. That Perfect. sounds good. Thank Thanks, you so Sue. Much. This is a great topic. Thank Thanks so you. Thank you for having your show. Thank you. you bet. Bye bye. Thanks for okay. calling, kiddo. Bye bye. You're up. Bye bye. Yeah, because that's the thing is that like that, that no pull collar, uh, you know, because basically that is a walking. That's for walking. That's something that you're not going to put on the dog and let it run around the house because right. that that where you hook the leash to that slide, you can make it taller, longer, shorter, you know, t- and that can flop over and the dog will chew on it. Yeah. And that's what I find a lot of times two dogs that get bored and they start chewing on their harnesses. So that's why uh, as, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, some of those neoprene too, uh, if you have that neoprene on all the time, that can sweat. It's like a sweat yeah. jacket <laughs> yeah. and then their hair can get all all goofy underneath that too so per, my preference would be that okay you get a harness but you use it when you're going to go outside but when you're in the house they're just you know you, you take the harness off yeah i would agree with that yeah you we, know yeah because they can get caught in so many things too just like a collar can a regular yeah. collar can get caught in the goofiest things yeah so you don't need to wear a harness in the house but and then you, they, they need to train the dog to accept the harness instead of just trying to stay still dang it and you know you just give them a, and everybody knows i don't train with treats but when you're trying to like trim toenails and you know trying to do something put them get them used to a muzzle or whatever you know it's a treat then put the muzzle on and pet 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 take the muzzle off put the treat on treat put the harness on and then that's another thing too some of them harnesses are doggone complicated that you need to have a high school i mean a high school a college degree a doctorate in harness putting on and so that's why to try to it's simple is better well sometimes where the dog can just step into it you pull it up and you're all you know set to go yeah but but then, but then what we're doing is warning that we don't want it to come together over the shoulder blades. That's that's the the big thing right there. Okay. Yeah, or anything across the shoulder joints that impede the movement. Okay. 
Okay. Uh, where are we at here, ma- ma'am? Okay. But I forgot last. We forget trivia. Forget, okay. We forget, well, we forgot last trivia. So let's, yeah. So okay. Rats like what boiled better than cheese? Do you have any idea? You have any idea? Peanuts. Oh, well, that would be a good one. No, they like boiled sweets. Boiled sweets better than cheese. Isn't that something? Weird. I, yeah, I thought that. What color is a polar bear's hair? What color is a polar bear's hair? We'll be back. Ah.